1: The off day
0: podcast. Give me a chest ball. Boom. <laughs> With Andy Hart.
1: All right. Good to be with you. All right.
0: This microphone week? put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Mr. Commer on Com.
2: <laughs> uh, we got Mike Giardi here this week because Paul Perillo uh, couldn't join us. So we <laughs> called him. Our- wow.
1: Thanks, thanks a lot.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. We haven't had you on in a while. So we, we figured we'd, we'd reach out again.
1: Geez, now I'm all ex- excited about that intro. That's really gets me fired up. Turn your thing down again. You're a little hot still. Oh, for God's sakes, man. How about now? Yeah, that's good. It's good. Fine.
2: He's his own producer. Um, yeah, so we, we haven't talked to you in a while. Um, so let's just, I guess, your general feeling on the Patriots, like post-draft, post-free agency, post-everything. like As, as we stand now, whatever the date is, May
0: 19th. How do you feel about this team? Screw I that. Would, Give me a number. Screw that. Give me it. What's the record?
1: Uh, 10 and 7. Uh,
0: I still got to get used to these stupid things. I know.
1: I can't stand it. So is, that's not really a 10-win team. 10-win. Like yeah, you know, 10, ten or 11. Again, oh. well, 11 and 6. Homer 1 and Homer 2
0: joining the Off Day podcast. What do you he got? got me, you got five. them in
1: 7 and 10? 9 and 8. Oh, <laughs> I, know. I say it's 10 like, and seven, you say nine and eight. I'm, I'm a
0: homer. You, uh, you realize when you add double did, like when it expands the column to two digits, it looks like even though in and now a 17 game season, you have a much better chance to get to double digit wins.
1: Well, can we jump right out of the gate and say, if they don't get double digit wins, then uh, they got terrible quarterback play again because they've upgraded their roster in so many different places and look, I don't think the wide receiver crew is great. I still think they could use another body there. Um, but I think your offensive line is sound. You certainly upgraded the tight end room probably more than any team upgraded any position in the entire offseason, except maybe the Jags with, with Trevor Lawrence or if one of these other quarterbacks hits and, and dramatically changes the fortunes of a team. Um, you've upgraded your front seven. Uh, whether or not, you know, I, I know there's still some questions about whether or not Hightower is playing, although he's been in the meetings um, so like I think if you don't get to double digit wins, then you failed because you spent 290 million or whatever it was, and you've you upgraded in so many spots. You you better be double digits or something's wrong. But it's good. couldn't
0: they be better and not necessarily? I mean, Mac Jones is the wild card, the quarterback is the wild card. Whoever the quarterback is is the wild card. They could be better play Mac Jones, which I'm hoping for sooner rather than later and be the chargers, a team that has a great future hope, whatever. And what'd they win seven games?
1: Yeah. But the chargers were poorly coached last year. If that was a well-coached team, they reversed that easily. And probably (laughs) again, if you give me, take Belichick and put him on that team that they had last year, that's a double digit win team. They don't, how many games did they gack up in the fourth quarter? So out how, how many special teams mistakes did they have? Like yeah, they got pants in that game. That game was kind of embarrassing. But, but I just no, told... you're
2: right. His the Anthony Lynn, in the fourth quarter, is terrible. Mm-hmm. So just turn two of those wins around. That's already nine wins right there.
1: Yeah, Andy, I don't th- I think if they don't get the double digit wins, um that's that some, that some, not nah, I just think something's wrong. Maybe you just com- you 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 spent money on the wrong guys, like or you
2: missed on Mac
0: Jones. Well. Right. We will also get into that, where they signed a bunch of good players. Good. Any of them transformational? You're hoping that as a class, yes. they are transformational. Because in my opinion, they did not add a single player who was transformational.
1: No, there's not anyone in that group that you say, oh, my God. Like, yeah, they got Matthew Judon. They got, you know, they added some nice pieces. I, I will tell you this. In doing the pro day circuit after some of this stuff went down and some of the conversations I've had with people since, I think something that gets underplayed because, of course, we're in New England and the people that cover the team generally don't want to write or slant things negatively and the fans are, you know, mental uh, in many cases, as fans are across the board, is that some of these guys aren't going to work that they pay big money to. That's just the nature of the beast. And some of these guys are going to come here and they're going to get coached by Bill in the manner in which Bill's used to coaching. And they're going to say, what the hell did I do? I, I took the money. That's what right. I did, but I don't like it here. I'm not enjoying it here. I find this stifling. I'll give you just, I'm not even going to give you a name, but, but let's just put it this way. Whoa, I've whoa, with, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to do it to them yet. Cause I,
1: haven't, Cause I haven't talked to these people yet and I haven't seen how they would react once we get into this thing, once we get into training camp, and once we get into the, the season and you get grinded, I, I'm not going to. Okay. Let I'm me not, throw a name out there then. Yeah, go ahead. So there
0: was a player who reportedly when asked why he joined the Patriots, why he chose the Patriots said, I didn't, they chose me. That player's name was Matthew Judon. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to fathom with that being your lead off like initial why the marriage came to fruition description, is it hard to fathom that he could be a guy where he just, for whatever reason, yeah, I took the money. I, I don't love Bill. I don't think he's, I, I don't know Bill, whatever. Like, that's a name I would throw out there. And I'm not saying that's going to take place. I'm just, we're just playing radio here. We're just talking. As sure. you said, the way these things work out statistically, that there will be a guy that doesn't fit, underperforms, doesn't live up to the money, Does his his relationship with the coaches, his the style, the like that statement right there to me is is somebody that just based on that having never met him as you said having never seen him he could be a candidate is that
1: fair to say Sure Hunter Henry could be the same I mean before free agency started he said quarterback and let's be honest money right well he chose a team that at the time the quarterback on the roster was the the, the lead dog or and maybe still the lead dog or definitely still the lead dog is Cam Newton so right. you did you watch last year? Cause I think if you watched last year, you wouldn't have said, Oh yeah, that's the place where I'm going to go from 60 catches to 80.
2: Well, he saw where that guy's my quarterback. He, he saw them lose 49 to nothing, whatever it was. and thought they were great.
1: Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you just can't, he took, he, chose, he, cl- he clearly chose the money. And again, I fault none of these guys, the careers are short. They get battered to death. You want the money, you got the money, but you know, what are you going to do if the quarterback can't hit you when you get open?
0: So let's not be so salacious, because you're bringing it to soap opera land where it doesn't work, and oh, this guy sucks and he <laughs> hates the team. Okay, no, no, no. Seriously, let's. just get called a homer at the start of this, and now I'm being negative. <laughs> That's the beauty of me. Um, so, but let's just say, Johnu Smith has thirty-four catches for four hundred and ten yards and four touchdowns. And Hunter Henry has 41 catches for 500 yards and three touchdowns. That doesn't mean they blew up, didn't fit. You know what it actually means? They They're kind of doing what they've they, done they, they, before. Yeah. But is that good enough? Will that, like, that, I think that'll be viewed in the prism of, holy crap, we paid a boatload to these guys to change the offense,
1: to inject life into the offense, and meh. Right? Well, I mean, look. Those two guys just being on the field, if they're on the field for all 17 games or close to it, they've dramatically upgraded the, the tight end room. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not even close. Right. No, that no, that production wouldn't be good enough. Remember,
0: you're you're not, those, you're not, those are yeah, good you're, tight ends. Yeah, he's good. He's a
1: good yeah. doctor. Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't have a lot of infections. He's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're paying somewhere around 25 million for those two guys next year or this year. Whatever it is, yep. um, if you got a total of seventy or so catches that you just mentioned, that's not enough. Makes them better, right? Definitely makes the team better, but that's not—you're not getting maximum bang for your buck there. And if Judon's the same on defense, if he just has like a ho
0: hum, like six and a half sacks, like you've gotten over the years from Ninkovich or Vanoy or these, well, not going to be the same because Ninkovich and Vanoy were reclamation projects. They were guys. Sure. This is your guy. This is the next big thing on defense. I just, I'm not being overly negative. I think they're a solid team. Now you brought up something that I always think is hard to quantify and that's baking in the Belichick impact. Like it was last year when I was predicting them to win. I forgot what I predicted seven games, eight games. And they're like, Whoa, but Belichick's their coach. Yeah, I know. I'd be picking four or five if somebody else was the coach. Sure. Right. That was already baked into that prediction. I wonder what he'll get out of these guys. I w- and, and is September still an extension of the, the preseason with a whole new team? Like, that's what it used to be. You know, we'll be fine in December after Thanksgiving. September's an ex. Well, if you have that mentality this year, and I don't know, drop the Dolphins opener. And I don't know, get your ass handed to you by Tom Brady and the Bucks in week four. I just wonder how it'll be received. Will it be? the preseason extension, or will it be, what the hell is going on around here? We suck again.
1: Well, I think in general, the beat will be positive and it'll be wonderful if they're two and two after September. (laughs) For all the reasons you just mentioned, the baked in Belichick and, you know, like they always get it. And they, except last year, they didn't get it right. I mean, they they
2: had COVID last year.
1: Right. They, yeah, they were the only team that had COVID last year. I forgot about that. They were the only one that had to deal with that. What about two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how that end?
0: Where they got worse as the season went on and got their asses kicked.
1: Were they four and five in the final nine, I believe, including the playoff game?
0: And if they played anybody with a pulse, they couldn't compete.
1: Accurate. No, so the, I think there are. I think the roster, as I said at the beginning, I think the roster has improved. I think they they closed the gap with the Bills, but not. It didn't go from here to here to here to here as as I'm doing this and no one can well, see this. No one can see it. <laughs> you guys can see it. I, it. They they closed the gap, but it, it, they didn't close it so much so that you're saying it's a toss up to who wins the AFC. They leave probably Dolphins. If if Josh Allen is Josh Allen again, then they're the best team in the division. If Josh Allen falls off um, and the dramatic improvements we saw last year, you know, sort of went away, then okay, are they better than the Dolphins? Tua, to me, it's all about Tua. Can 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 they unlock two is the, the nine games played and the, you know, another year removed from the, from the hip injury. Is he more like the guy we saw at Alabama or is, you know, is he someone who's going to be proved out to, proven out to be a, a, a product of what he had around him at Alabama. And then if that's the case, then you probably start to get nervous about Mac Jones. Cause he played with maybe as much, if not more talent than, than Tua did. Correct. Yeah. But he's in year one. So he, he gets the honeymoon period. Absolutely gets the honeymoon period. Although yeah. look to Tua, there were questions about Tua as he was three or four games in and there've been questions since like, I, I I, tweeted about it yesterday. It, it's maddening to me that someone who has nine starts that we're already like trying to decide what he is. I don't know whether he's going to be a great quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be a good quarterback, but after nine games just because Herbert was awesome and Burrow was pretty doggone good before he got hurt. Now all of a sudden, like, well, he, he didn't play like them. So well, their offensive line wasn't great last year. They didn't have any receivers, at least when they did, they were hurt. Like, they they were a mess. So, you know, let me me see him for another 12 to 16 games before I decide, like, maybe you want to do something else here.
0: Just so you know, the Andy Hart of uh, formerly of Patriots Football Weekly, who used to like coming up with cover words, just totally stopped listening halfway through there and was thinking, if the Dolphins' previews aren't, take Tua – second chance for first impression for young QB or something of that format, then they're just, they're missing the boat down there. That's all I yeah. care
1: of. So he's insulting me. You guys, both of you coming out of the shoe, like I'm second to Perillo. Yeah, now you've stopped you and it, me and me. I was actually making a good point. Yeah, I'm sure it
0: was. Anyway, I'm going to make a good point now. And we've talked a lot on here and I don't know how much you've talked about. it will be interesting to see if I see this in one of your little video updates on NFL network after we have this discussion, but so you think Bill Belichick will be a positive plus? couple wins kind of impact on this team, which that's fine. What about the fact that two of the most trusted game day advisors in the coaches booth will no longer be there in Nick Casario and Ernie Adams. What impact could those roles lack thereof or their replacements have on the 2021 Patriots?
1: Um, I think there's going to be some impact, but I don't, I think it's more to me. It's more to me about those were guys that Bill trusted and there were confidants um, to him that he could have conversations with and trust, certainly trust Ernie implicitly. I don't know that he trusted Nick implicitly because I think sometimes he did things that Nick didn't want him to do. but Nick well, I meant more about Josh. Nick is more him.
2: Josh. that's been our point game days
1: yeah i I think Josh can fly without Nick just fine well, I think I think he can
0: too, but does he fly? Immediately, or is there a transitional phase with I don't know who's he who he's talking to, who he's trusting, who is who are his eyes in the sky? I mean, hell, for all I know, he goes, wait a minute, if I can't trust somebody, maybe I go to the booth. Maybe I'm better in the booth this year. I, I, like I'm just spitballing stuff. I just think that those are two guys that had trusted roles on game day that are no longer around. That that could have some. And I'm saying like impact remember the old deflate gate or spy gate you know how much you know one yeah. percent well if it's one percent here and two percent there and you're a 500 team is that the one percent that decides you lose you know 14 10 instead of winning 17
1: 14 like i don't know i i don't i, I i'm dismissing it I, I think if if anyone throws that out as an excuse for reasons why they didn't reach the potential that this team has on paper or why things go sideways at some point in a game or that, then that's, that's excuse making that to me runs similar to what COVID became. Like, oh, it's COVID and we had to work out in a tiny locker room and like just it was never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect.
2: That's fair. If we're, if we're September and they're two and three or October and they're two and three, and we're using that as an excuse, you're right. There is something wrong. There's, there's, There's
0: way more to it. If they're losing games with like personnel issues and bad challenges, Mike might not want to read a column I might throw out there at some point in October.
1: Oh, Hey, did they, did they, or did they not have all kinds of personnel issues last year and run. how many too many men on the field penalties did they have last year in big spots? How many He's times been. did they actually have not as many men as they were supposed to have on the field last year? And that's with Nick Casario and with Ernie Adams. I hate to ruin your narrative, but I just blew oh. it right up. No, you didn't, because those were mostly on defense,
0: the world of Belichick and Steve Belichick, and those boys, not Nick Casario and Josh McDaniel's land of offense. Boom, counterpoint, bitch goes down.
1: Pitch goes down. All right. All right. Uh, do, uh, do you want to get th- to talk like that in this uh, program? Uh, he he kind of I mean.
2: does what he wants. I need a pen. You want to get to the quarterbacks? Like, what's your – when does Mac Jones play – when does he start a game for the New England Patriots?
1: You know, with Bill, it's so – you know, I, I never like to talk in definitives. You know, I I – Posting. give thing. me a week.
2: Just give
1: me a time frame. Oh, well, I was just thinking, like, if if I tweeted last week, you know, Warren Sharp, who you know, nerds the nerds out, like, I, I, mean, I actually used
2: that in my Sunday. Okay,
1: it's 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 a little excessive for me, but I found that was a really good nugget, in that they're playing in their first four weeks, they're playing three teams that were top six again as past defenses in 2020, and obviously things change from year to year. But okay, let's just assume that those teams are going to be pretty good again. That it doesn't seem to me like it would make sense to put Mac in that spot. And I also think you could make the argument that Mac against Brady can show you something about Mac. Can he handle that moment? So I get that sort of argument, but man, if you're Bill, like the comparisons you can't control, it's going to be out of control at that point. If you decide that Mac is your quarterback against Tom Brady. And I just think, what's another like week five to me is the one that makes the most sense. Cause then you go through this ridiculous stretch. you are playing a bunch of bad 2020 pass defenses. Again, those are last year's numbers. Teams can improve whatever. But I just think that just makes a lot of sense. Like don't put that, that expectation or that burden on the kid. Um, even though, you know, there's probably part of you that wants to see how he would react to it. Well,
0: you could always take a page out of the chargers playbook maybe cam gets a pregame injection that goes wrong <laughs> that way it happens right on sunday night about 5 6 o'clock mac i got news for you you're starting tonight buddy good luck yeah
2: well huh? what about what about week one why not just throw him in what, what's the difference between the first four games we're already, we, we already talking just
1: because you're throwing cam to the wolves and you're giving you're giving cam who's a in fandango what's up who gives a
0: flying fandango? What? What? When did this become Bill, about Bill, Cam? Bill, Bill does this Cam's world. We're just all living in it.
1: Bill does.
2: I think I, just move on from him. Release him yeah. as the season, him. When the season starts. Got
1: him. Well, again, I don't want to speak in definitives when it comes to Bill, but I just don't. I don't see that.
0: So, like but, Jeremy okay. Fowler. He's still bullish on Cam.
1: So I'm not if, saying no, but I'm yeah. just telling you they felt like they want to give him an opportunity. I felt like in doing that. Dive that I did a couple months after the season was over and talked to so many different people. I think they want to give him the opportunity. They feel like they did him a little bit dirty last year with what they had around him. And they're going to give him an opportunity with the new pieces in place to show whether he can do it or he can't. And if he can't, smell you. We're gonna go with Mac or whatever. But if you can or you can do it well enough, we're gonna play with that for a little bit and give you an opportunity. Why? I, I think look, I don't I don't know why other than the things that we've talked about before about how he, how he handled himself in the situation that he did getting signed late in June and how, how his teammates responded to him at least from a leadership standpoint and how, you know, obviously we know about the public love fest that the two had at various points during the season last year. I, I mean, I I don't know why there's that loyalty, but there is, and I, I'm not going to dismiss it. I just, unless Mac blows them completely out of the water between now and, and September 12th, I think Cam gets that first crowd.
2: How would that transition even go? Like how would it be perceived in the locker room? Cause like you said, Cam has his guys and he's well-loved in the locker room.
1: Sure. But I think it's good to talk about, but I think if Mac comes in there and plays well, then that's great that Cam's a leader, but if Mac throws the ball better than cam what, and moves what the offense cam? better
2: what if, what if he's a distraction but he gets cut okay. and i
1: don't think and I, honestly i don't think he would do that i think if you get to that point and you're again let's just say they're two and two after those four games and he makes the switch because cam has just been eh, maybe maybe below average you know had some moments but generally below average you think mac's ready you go to mac like I don't know. You got your chance, Cam. Like you, you got your four games. You got, we, we played you for 15 games last year when maybe we shouldn't have, maybe we should have found out whether or not Stidham could play. Or again, maybe they told us that he couldn't just by the very nature of how they handled him. But I just, yeah, I think Cam gets the shot unless he proves that he, he just, he's not up to it. So
0: I I'm interested in your take on um, Robert Kraft's comments, the TMZ gorilla interview on the sidewalk that they do. <laughs> I was, Particularly intrigued by the "I pay Bill a lot of money; let him make the decision" um, response. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to lead the witness. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think it's much ado about nothing. I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't get all amped up about it. I think. What is he supposed to say? Like I, you know, his That's his job. That's what I pay him for. Why would
0: he throw the money out there? I don't know. I think he I don't. Was, I don't think there was
1: anything nefarious. No,
2: I think he was just walking like he wasn't in a formal press conference setting. Like he didn't. I not even know he was talking to. I think he just sort of just said it.
1: Yeah, and 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 look, I think Robert's comments earlier prior to the draft, like th- those were the ones that I take. Those were yeah. pointed. Like we can't. You know, this was disappointing. This can't go like this. Um, you know, we we haven't done a good job drafting, etc. Like those things are. I was. I was fine with, but I don't know that he bats a thousand all the time. Like, you know, he, he got killed. As you said, it's a it's an interview. He got ambushed on the sideline by TMZ. you don't know what they're going to say. He's not prepared for it. So if he just says, I pay him a lot of money, I just think that's a it's a throwaway line.
0: Okay. Now I'll give you the right answer.
1: Um, <laughs> so you are, fully yourself. Years, you are more full yourself today than normal. Yeah. For no reason
0: really either. It's weird. Um, for years, Belichick's contract has always been, like a nothing right off the, no one knows about it. That's between him. That's between Neil Cornrich, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft or whoever. Very few people have that information. We got the little snippet this year. It's believed to be north of $20 million a year from Florio, which I agree with Robert, by the way, that is a lot of money that you pay Bill Belichick. Um, But then you referenced Robert and his comments that were more um, likely prepared for talking points when he did 30 minutes. Um, you know, after the owners' quote-unquote meetings in that area, questioned the drafting, talked about, oh, I feel a different process this year. And then after that, we had Bill telling us how you know Elliot Wolf and these guys are carrying the ball. And then we had Bill Belichick saying, Hey, Matt, Matt Gro, you you good on this? We all good on this? The collaborative effort that's been described that I firmly believe was a show for the owner, not for the video team, which a lot of people, you know, oh, it's for the video. No, I don't think they did six takes and got it right. I think that was for the owner. Um, I think this was a response to that. Yeah, Bill, that's great that you asked Matt Groh and you asked Elliot Wolf and Matt Patricia. I don't pay them a lot of money to make these decisions. I pay you a lot of money to make these decisions. I think there's been a very subtle back and forth going on this entire offseason between Bill Belichick and his boss Robert Kraft and uh I think this was the latest salvo and I may have tied this together a little more directly than some would have liked but it did very well in my uh, column online um all this, about the clicks this it is about the clicks but <laughs> I don't cheat to do it like Hannibal does sometimes anyway um This was motivation. This was a little bit like we all know Tom's age and contract status when I'm bringing in a guy that could replace Tom. Hey, you know, Bill, just letting you know, I pay you a lot of money to make these decisions. This is an important one. The timing of this, the execution of this is going to decide, correct me if I'm wrong, this is going to decide like the next year or two of the franchise, right? The quarterback decision. Sure. Sure. When, how, who, I just think there's more to it than what you guys are painting as, ah, Robert got caught off guard on the street. I think Robert's a smart man who very rarely gets caught off guard. I think he wins these things.
1: Well, I don't think I would ever accuse him of not being a smart man. Right. I just think that there's... A smart
0: man said an
1: interesting comment.
0: Ding, 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 ding.
1: You know, Ethan, we... He didn't you... even know
0: he said it. Like, it was on TMZ, like... Yeah, but then I wrote about it.
1: Well, I'm sure, yeah. That was completely... Bear's printed that out and dropped it right on his desk. I'm sure well, I
0: texted Bear's. I said, You might want to have Bill read this, it's pretty good.
1: Did you highlight it too? These are the things that's, that he really yeah, just wants like they to do read.
0: when they put it up on the big video screens look, in the locker room.
1: Look, all I'm saying is, we're, we're having this conversation right now where there was you guys didn't prep me for anything we were going to be talking about. No, there are a couple of things that I probably would go back and say I could have said that a little bit cleaner, or a little bit better, Robert Kraft. Comes out of his car and gets jacked on the sidewalk in Los Angeles by TMZ. I'm just saying it's, you, you, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, oh, yep, let me just go to that thing right here that I was thinking about. Boom, I got it. That's so, all. Okay.
0: Agree to disagree then. You're
1: just, uh, you know, once again, What's next? Typical, What's Boston, next on list? typical Boston media.
0: Okay, we'll see. We'll oh. see. What's next, uh, next my list. By the way,
1: wait, wait a minute. I, I, as a, I, just as a follow up on that. So, if your your theory, this little back and forth that's happening that that you and probably like you know a few radio hosts around town are feeling. And what happens if What happens if they go nine and eight this year, and Mac doesn't see the field, or Mac gets on the field and Mac is, eh? Then is Bill in trouble? Uh, yeah. And who, who's taking over? In trouble, like, like I might fire you. Yeah. Because we went seven and nine, and then we went nine and eight.
0: I believe the objective around here is to be a uh, contender every season, correct? And if you, if you did, sure. And you know what I believe.
1: And you know what I believe that to be. What bunk? You don't think they want to contend every year? No, I think everybody wants to contend every year. I think it's impossible to do in this league. I think the run that you had was.
0: Something that we won't see again. No, no, no. But you don't have to have the run or anything near the run to be you
1: I mean, missed the, the playoffs one
0: time. You missed the playoffs okay. one time. It's it's the Steelers contend every year. The Steelers yeah, they had, had some seven, even? they
1: they had some seven and nines and eight and eights, and they didn't make the playoffs. When was the Ravens? That? The Ravens, if you remember correctly, with the Ravens, John Harbaugh, who's been there forever, right? And is considered oh, right. one of the upper echelons. Well, he's still considered you think he's overrated. Consider one of the upper echelon coaches in the league. He was almost fired. Right. If you believe the media reports a couple of years ago, but they had a three or four year downturn where they didn't have a planet quarterback. Right. And then they find Lamar and they get a little life. Now, I don't know if Lamar can take them over the, the next spot and become a playoff winning team and a championship team. But I, I think the notion that we, the the notion that bill would be in trouble after 2 years and look if they go 5 and 12 and it's a debacle and half these new signees hate it and you get grousing and all that kind of stuff going on that's a different story but if you're talking 9 and 8 9 and 8 ain't great but it ain't fireable Right. Nine, nine and eight
0: with Mac Jones looking good or nine and eight with Mac Jones looking crappy or I, cause I, I,
1: not all nine and eights are created. Yeah, but if, if
0: Mac, if, if Mac, jo- if they're nine and eight, Mac Jones is looking somewhat
2: decent. Like that's nine wins. Yep.
1: Right. Well, but so I go back to this thing too. So we had all this conversation about trading up, get going up and getting a quarterback. The cost to go up and get a quarterback, the one you wanted, I would assume you're, you're going to the top of the draft, and you're giving, because of what Sam Fran did, you're talking about three first-round picks. Does that, does that make any sense for the third-best quarterback in the draft, or the fourth-best quarterback in the draft, or even well, if, if you, you perceive him, him as the second-best quarterback in the draft? If you want him.
0: I, I mean, pre, pre-sexual uh, predator, the second-best quarterback in that draft, Deshaun Watson, would you ever regret trading three first-round picks? To, again, pre-sexual predator. I'm saying skill-wise. Would you ever regret that? I don't think anyone ever regrets investing in a truly elite quarterback, an MDP candidate caliber quarterback. Whether it's three first-round picks or $200 million, I don't think you'll ever regret it.
1: Bill didn't want to totally invest fully in his quarterback He was for 20 40. years.
0: He was 40
1: sure i i've look you're making the argument to me that i was making the people long before it was cool to make that argument long yeah, before he walked you out the door who, who, who it's, it's, Jimmy's it's Jimmy's false <laughs> false 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 just Brooke, there was Brooke, a decline that's the there.
2: quarterback brian Horry why is he here
1: um he's here to he's here to feed mac jones as much information as he can that's it I think that's it. I mean, does he make the roster? Maybe. Maybe they see an opportunity to move Stidham for a pick um, because they've moved on mentally from Stidham. I, I don't I don't know that. Again, we haven't seen him on the field. I know Stidham has taken a far greater role this offseason than he even did last offseason, um, which includes getting Cam to come to him and work out with him and the receiver. Do you also notice who
2: he's new best friends with?
1: Hunter Henry. Yes. Yes. Um, so you know if there's an opportunity there and you could somehow turn them into a fourth or fifth round pick i know say there was a report today about um they had some conversations with the texans
2: uh, define uh, that was a fan report that was annoying. okay
1: yeah I, I i mean it's silly because they drafted a quarterback it. they signed like what do you need another quarterback for um they tra- they, they finley they, they they traded for finley too so they traded for finley they signed tyrod uh and then they drafted Davis Mills. But yeah, go ahead. Add Stidham to the mix too. Why not? Okay.
0: Okay. You didn't like playing along with my Robert Kraft um, discussion, play radio. Yes. Will you play along with my, what happens? What what, what happens if we get on the practice field in late July and early August, and then we get on the preseason game field, and then we get on the joint practice field, and the best quarterback for the New England Patriots is Jarrett Stidham.
1: Did we lose Mike? Is Mike still there? <laughs> No, I, I mean, it's a good, look, it's a good question. I, I remember if you go back to the beginning of camp, and I know it didn't take very long for Stidham to come up with the hip thing and, and, you know, get sidetracked fairly quickly. But I thought he was the best of the three guys early in that camp. I, and I actually thought of the of the early days. The one who had the best day throwing the ball early in camp was Hoyer. Hoyer had one day in particular where he was just like the ball was where it needed to be when it needed to be there, that sort of thing. I don't know that I don't know that, it, I don't know that matters. I don't know that Stidham can do. I don't know that Stidham can do anything. He would have to be otherworldly, I think, to change the preconceived notion about how quarterback is well, going to go so he's
0: porked so he yeah. can't win because all I heard last year from Mike Lombardi and other jackals in the media was well Lombardi. Bill can't place I got another point with him we can get to later but um, <laughs> good. Bill can't play Stidham because you know the players would know the players know he sucks on the practice field yeah well how come the players wouldn't know that Stidham was the best player on the practice field in the month of August why, why is that fair? No, Cam gets to play because, oh, Cam took one on the chin. Or is it a meritocracy or is it not a meritocracy? I get confused about that in Foxborough.
1: I don't think it's a meritocracy always. And I think it was easier to have a meritocracy at various points during the dynastic runs where you were having a meritocracy at, I don't know, who's the third wide receiver? Right. What guard am I going to play? Or who is my defensive end? uh in a big like you know like that to me is a whole different ball game than you're talking about quarterback cuz now there's draft capital invested in this quarterback there's decent money invested in this rookie quarterback again it's a rookie deal i know that's the thing the, the league everybody let's get a quarterback on a rookie deal and win now like no let's just get a quarterback to complain you worry about the rest of that stuff sure. um but i i just think based on the the commitment publicly and privately to cam and the commitment to draft Mac Jones in the first round, I just I don't. And Brian Hoyer, in my opinion, being here for not Jared Stidham, but for Mac Jones, I yeah, I think Stidham is, but he's really going to have to be exceptional to change the narrative about that position.
0: One little thing on the Hoyer thing is that a spoken uh, role, like was he signed? Because remember the comments from Joe Linta back when were like he he's competing for the job when he signed last year. Is he signed now and Bill says, listen, you're not competing for the job. You're you're seeing if you have a future in coaching. You're seeing if you want to transition. I mean, could he even end up on their staff as like an assistant QB's coach after he gets cut?
1: Yeah, I could totally see that. I think, look, he's put down his roots here. He, he, he's got a house here. He likes it here. The Jets brought him in. I thought that that was going to happen if he wanted it to happen, and it didn't happen. So I think it's pretty clear that he's deciding – yeah, maybe I get a chance to go play in New York if something happens to to Wilson or he's not ready and they want to, whatever, use me as the human shield for a little bit. Um, but this is more comfortable for me. I know the offense. I know the area. And yeah, maybe I have a promise of something down the road if that's what I want to do. Um, you probably got a nice little, you know, I'm sure you got a little change to sign, you know. Like, hey, you're going to make the veteran minimum, but we're going to give you a little money up up front so you have a nice little... A chunk to know that we value you choosing us. You know how much money he's made
2: over the course of his career? Just a side note. $33 million. You heard
1: 29. 29,
2: isn't it? It's around 30.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were looking this up the other day. Actually, (laughs) my son and I got caught in a wormhole. In fact, last night we were looking up the Lopez brothers in basketball. The one that was playing last night has made 90. And his older brother, the other boy, the twin, the other twin has made 130. That's unbelievable and, t- and and then we looked up Kyrie Kyrie's at 190 right now and after the new deal's up he'll right. be up to something 260 Jesus,
2: chose and the he- wrong profession
1: so really teach your kid to handle yeah get the jumper did you say we chose the wrong profession
0: Ryan I think yes. the wrong <laughs> profession chose us yes. <laughs> as Matthew Judon would say That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> what's next on your list um, well, we're, we're probably not going in great order here, No. but next on my list, do. this is not as uh, sexy, salacious, or any of my Stidham or RKK topics, but uh, the draft beyond, we've talked about Mac, and that's a separate issue, but the rest of the draft class with the Barmore pick as a top 15, top 20 talent who you get in the second round, then even Perkins, who some people had as like a top 50 player, first two round player, What's uh, your sort of Mike Giardi's grade for the Patriots draft, not including Mac I uh, eliminate Mac from this.
1: They took in general, I think they took guys that had production, right? I mean, and I know Barmore's production was maybe at a shorter, uh, a tighter level, but certainly the way he played in the second half of last year and in the postseason made you think that, yeah, he was going to be a first round pick and yeah, there are questions about the motor. Is it always firing? That to me made a lot of sense. I also think, the idea, you know, I know they didn't like the idea of having that huge gap in picks. But then when they push came to shove and Barmore starts falling, you say, well, we don't have a ton of roster spots to begin with. Right. We, we just spent all this money in free agency. So why not go trade up for someone who we believe has a chance to be a premium player, a pro bowl caliber player and and lose some of those picks? So, yeah, I, I per- Perkins is an interesting one to me because I don't. If you watch him, he doesn't seem to do anything elite. Like he doesn't have that crazy bend. Like Uche, when you watch him, like you said, well, how come he only played like 15% of the snaps or whatever the hell it was at Michigan and 20, Mm -hmm. whatever, 40% in his senior year or his last year in school. But then you see his ability to bend at the top of some of these things. And he has like some freaky, there's some freakish ability in there. Now, can you get it to come out, you know, consistently? That's, that's their challenge as a staff. When I look at, Perkins I think to myself like he tries hard he's an effort guy he beats up on some bad guys in that conference but like is he does he do anything elite I didn't I didn't see it but look I I'm not paid to like do what Daniel Jeremiah does or some of these other guys that's all they do is the draft and DJ says he's a top 50 talent I guess I'm gonna have to say maybe I'm wrong and DJ's right until proven otherwise
0: what about um couple of the offensive picks actually intrigued me, which is probably weird for late round picks. Uh, Stevenson, the running back. Well, first of all, I like running backs. I like big dudes. Like there's yeah. a lot to like in that package. And, you know, I think fans have been, the, the more I see on Twitter, people are really falling in love with him. I saw the comparison was he's Rex Burkhead talent and LeGarrette Blunt's body or something like that <laughs> in terms of versatility. And, okay. and I actually think the... Um, what the hell is his name? Not Trot Nixon, Trey Nixon, the, Trey. the last pick. I think he's a sneaky, like, I don't know what your sleeper pick or upside pick. I mean, I don't sneeze at two 40 plus catch seasons for a guy who I think got a little bit lost in the injury and the COVID. And the. I think there's a chance he could play for a team that, let's be honest, their wide receiver position is not written in Sharpie. I mean, there's a lot of questions there.
1: No. And they, and they're pro, and he fits more of the prototypical way that we've viewed their slot receiver okay. for the last 20 something years. So yeah, I, it's worth a flyer there. It's worth a shot. I mean, seventh round pick, you're not, you know, it's, it's Julian Edelman territory, right. And you hope yep. you can get that sort of anything close to, but give, give me 60% of that. And that's a, that's a successful pick.
2: And Ernie Adams is in the whole fame
1: yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, that annoys me too. We can go on that direction later. <laughs> yeah. You, you, Everybody, First of all, everybody's in the Hall of Fame. Well, but no, because I guarantee you that all these people that did the same job for the freaking mid seventies Steelers, you, you didn't tell me Chuck Knoll didn't have like a trusted confidant, a guy that helped him do a variety of things and they won yeah. four Super Bowls. So put that guy in like Bucko Kilroy had the coolest career in the history of the world. Like I didn't see this groundswell of, he should be in the Hall of Fame as a personnel guy. Like, i'm I'm sorry not everybody gets in the hall of fame if you're an assistant coach you don't really get in the hall of fame if you're a personnel assistant you don't get in the hall of fame andy who are you you who are you you raging
1: at right now people i don't give a damn whether ernie Adams gets in the hall of fame or not i don't either but people and in general i don't give a damn who gets in the hall of fame or not like i just oh i do with players I mean, it's a nice thing. Like if you deserve to be in there, but when we get to this point where you're like, like you're debating this guy, it's, it's, Oh, should he get in? Does he get in? Like to me, a hall of famer is a hall of famer. Like I think we've even, I think the pro football hall of fame has done a way better job than the, I mean the pro basketball hall of fame lets in everybody, like literally everyone gets into that. Um, And obviously baseball, I don't know if you know what they're doing with that, but like you, I think the pro football hall of fame has done a nice job with it. But I think when you start getting down to this, like, well, he was in the top 15 last year and he was in the top 15 the year before. Is he good enough to get in or not? Right. Like just like, is Richard Seymour, does he like, when you look at Richard Seymour, the body of his career, do you say absolutely hall of famer? Or are you in this point where you're like, yeah, he's sweet, he kind of, yeah, he had some moments right. and he was, I mean, he was the best player in their defense for a few years. He's one of the best players in the league for a few years. They went to Oakland. and He had a lot of numbers for a bad team. Like, is he, I don't know. I don't know that he's in like, Oh my God, he has to get into the hall of fame. Right.
0: Um, Another topic I noted earlier that we can get into. So Michael Lombardi fob friend of bill (laughs) Belichick uh, has been sort of on the bandwagon of sit Mac for the whole year, Mm. red shirt, Mac. It's really the only decision. It's the best thing, everything. And then the next column he writes is, the Bears have to, there's no other decision other than to play Justin Fields. Could you um could you bring those two ideas together and make them make sense to me?
1: I can't. I also let me, while we're on this, the, the media hit list, Chris Sims, who was the one who pointed everybody in the Mac Jones 49ers direction. He's got the relationship with Kyle and like he's ready to play right now. He's got all the things that Kyle wants. Now I don't listen to chris sims but i saw several tweets about this apparently he said that max not ready to play for the patriots right away what? and that he could sit not only for this year but maybe next year again i didn't hear it i only saw it on twitter so i i maybe i'm somebody bastardized it now i'm well, bastardizing their it. bastardization yeah. but how is that even possible how can the guy be absolutely no doubt a championship-level team. That's, again, what the 49ers think of themselves and what many people think of the 49ers. How can he be ready to play for them, but then not ready to play for the Patriots? Like, that doesn't—that makes zero sense.
0: Everybody plays. I, I did the research for a column a couple of weeks ago. First-round picks for Bill Belichick play. Yes. And, and the good ones that also, by the way, they were drafted in need – because yes. he needed a this, he needed a that. Yes, they, they do play. draft for need.
1: They do draft for need, people. Right, this and they fact. needed
0: a quarterback. They don't have an established quarterback because the only guys that don't play over the years were guys that were drafted behind significant established talents. But And that's across the NFL lately with quarterbacks. So they needed a corner. They drafted Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty started week one. They needed a linebacker. They drafted Gerard Mayo. He started week one. Like That's the way they've done things. And then you look around the NFL. The last, what did I do, five years, Ryan? Like all the quarterbacks played right away except for a couple. One of them was Patrick Mahomes because they were a 12-win team that had an established Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And the other was Jordan Love, who had the league MVP in front of him. And may stink, and that could be a separate side issue, but (laughs) he had an established MVP caliber quarterback. The Patriots do not have that. They have a non-playoff team whose owner said – we need a quarterback. We need to solidify. So out of need, like they always do in the draft, just like they took Ty Warren or whoever when they needed yep. that guy, they took the quarterback. Why is the quarterback not going to play? Because I was told by Chris Sims and others, people like you, probably you too, that he's
1: NFL ready. Yes. So he's NFL ready. The I team can, needs a quarterback. I think, he's, doing? I think he's playing if Cam gives him the opportunity I think he's, I think. Why do we need from, the if part? Because I think I said it before. We gave talking, him the opportunity. Hey, he blew. We, uh, and they're saying we screwed him mm-hmm. by what we had around him. So we're going to give him a chance to prove that he is still a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. And if he is not, then they, I don't think they'll hesitate to make that change. Like, I don't think Bill will, you know, for all the loyalty talk, like I don't think Bill will sit in his office like, I, can't, I don't want to tell Cam that we're going to start Mac. No, hey, we're two and two, and you're completing 58% of your passes, and you, you're not explosive in the run game anymore, and, like, I got guys open, and you're not hitting them. You're, you're, you're erratic. We have to string together these crazy drives. I'm calling, you know, like, Josh's hands are tied behind his back with some of the play calling because we can't call the game we really want to call it. We're going to Mac, and that's that.
0: Why is Cam even a consideration? And I don't mean the player. I mean Cam, like, the person, the the worker, like, You know who I'd like Bill to treat Cam like? Drew Bledsoe. Remember when he used to call him the quarterback when he came back with the Bills? Well, the quarterback. Just say the quarterback. I'll do it for you, Bill. The quarterback wasn't good enough last year. The quarterback has no future here. The quarterback is very, very limited at this point in his career. There should be no loyalty. You can't put Cam Newton and whatever that relationship is ahead of the short and long-term future of the New England Patriots. I pay you a lot of money to make that decision,
1: Bill. If you throw out, which they did, if you throw out the two post-COVID games for Cam, the two initial just absolute debacles, you could make the case that he was all right. I, 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 Again, I'm not in that camp. I'm just telling you they've made the case that he was all right and that with some upgrades that he can be better, maybe significantly better. And I, Like I said, I think we're going to find out. I think they're going to give him the opportunity early in the year to show, do you have it? Can you get back to even 2018 in that first half with, with North Turner? And if you can, then we tried and thank you for all your efforts and God bless. And if you want us to cut you, we'll cut you. If you want to find a new home or if you want to be a a solid citizen and play the backup and maybe you get an opportunity somewhere down the line for us again, that's great. But like, I think that's where they're at. That's, That's how I view it.
0: Okay. So you said you can sell him based on blah, 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 blah. Don't we haven't we come to a um, point in football analysis where most people fall into two categories, the PFF statistic world <laughs> or the I watch the games and I see how the action actually plays out world. Yes. Isn't, isn't this the rare issue where both sides agree? His statistics sucked. His well, I, visual, I think.
1: See, no, see, I think you're not spending enough time on the analytics. Right. There's some no. analytics that say he was decent.
2: Yeah, there are was there, some analytics he, that had him. what is it? Moment. What
1: is it? The uh, I remember uh, Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald and I like exchanging texts because he would he would throw out some cam stat like his adjusted completion percentages, top ten in the league, and I'd be like, dude, are you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. Well, well, Like, okay, well, then, like, let's marry, the, let's marry the two. I think that's our problem now is any people are either it's one or the other and we're not figuring out a way to marry this stuff. So then the PFF people who think that their grading system and their numbers are the be all end all. And then there's the, the old man, I don't want to look at anything because I can't figure this out. I'm more on that side of it. I mean, I look at the numbers and I think some of the numbers make sense. And then some of them you say like, well, it's like, look, Michael and Wenu was one of the highest rated offensive linemen in football last year. I watched him. He's a good player. Was he one of the best five or 10 offensive linemen in the game? Well, that's what PFF was telling me. And I was like, yeah, I, hmm.
0: but I would say with cam, first of all, I hate some of those modern statistics, like the, the, the expected yards per carry <laughs> yes. for Sony Michelle yes. and like, get the hell out of here with those. But, like, what was the adjusted, whatever you just adjusted completion percentage adjusted for what if you remove the shitty throws like, <laughs> like, is that the adjustment when he threw it at guys toes and, you know, bounced it or over their heads? Is that what no, we, it was we the know?
2: adjusted there was accounting for the lack of wide receivers like there right.
1: was- You're not getting separation. And that's funny, too, because like you go and you watch and like, I know different people, like, you know, you get. Bedard's looking at his all 22s and he's breaking down the film and he's saying like this guy's open and that guy's open and he's got this guy by three yards. And then some of the numbers say, no, 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 these guys aren't getting open at all. There's no separation. Then someone else has another one that says, yeah, next gen had him as having like a decent amount of separation. And you're like, man, I watched these guys. None of them were any good. Like, do you remember last year Never mind like the – and I'll, I like Jacoby Myers. Like, Jacoby Myers has a place on this team and on an NFL roster, I think, for a long time because I think he just knows how to play. Agreed. He doesn't do anything elite, but he just he, – he finds holes. He understands how to play. My greatest prediction ever, Ryan. Remember that. Hey, I wrote a big feature on him, My, my his uh, training camp. I was all, I was all on board. He, um, Demir yeah. Bird. Victory. Do you remember how people were trying to convince themselves that Demir Bird was, like,
0: Good. good? He's that not, was
1: Ryan. He's not, that wasn't me. I thought he sucked. Yeah, No, no. I, I, like, no, I don't think he stinks. I just think he's just a guy. Like he was just a guy and he'd have a game and you would be like, Oh, look at this. And the, no, they, they knew what they were dealing with. They understood. Like I, I think, and that's why I keep coming back to the cam and where cam gets this sort of benefit yeah, of the doubt. Too. Just because that guy stinks doesn't mean you didn't stink. You can both stink. Right. Well, look, look it, to your point, if he's in, in your definition, if he stinks and he stinks in, in July and August, then then maybe he doesn't get to September. Maybe they don't give him that opportunity because they see it for, for six weeks and they say, dude, you're the same guy you were last year. This hasn't gotten any better. You're over COVID. Uh, whatever you were doing with your mechanics there that are even more messed up than they were the year before, that's still the same. We're seeing the same stuff. Screw it. We're going with, We'll feed Stidham to the Wolves, and then we're going to Mac, or Mac's ready, and we're just going to play Mac, then I could see them doing that. But if he shows them some life, he shows them some signs that he is backed it at least 2018, because let's forget 2015, it's over, it's done with, it's never coming back. That's not who he's been for the better part of his career. If he's 2018, he gets that opportunity, and they feel like they're giving him some pieces. So he's going to –
2: Just sh- look, at, they, they had no tight ends last. You upgraded literally – They had
1: 18 catches from their tight ends last they year. upgraded – Do we 18- realize how – that's virtually impossible. I, I made this point last night on the air uh, on Total Access that if they get a good week and a half out of Hunter Henry and John Smith the way I think that they're going to try to scheme it up, they could have 18 catches from their tight ends by the second half of week two. Right. With the two of them. They got 18. They targeted their tight ends in the red zone three times in the last two years, which is mind boggling, oh, which again goes to show you like there was nothing there. Nothing there at all, whether it be Ryan Izzo or
2: Devin Asi-Yos.
1: Asiasi or Keane or I don't Matt even LeCos. remember who, who played tight end two years ago for them.
2: Matt Lacoste. Matt
1: Lacoste. Oh, and you know what? Matt Lacoste is better than all those guys ben, that I Watson. just mentioned.
2: Ben
0: Watson. Ben
1: Watson. Malakas is better than Ben Watson too. Yeah. And Malakas not—he's just a guy. If that. Yeah, just a but, guy.
2: And also the wide receivers I think are upgraded too. Like you, you could make a case yes. that Aguilar is better than the mere Bird and. Oh uh,
1: yes, there's, I, and I'm not I'm not a huge lover of Agolor, but Aguilar is vastly superior to bird.
2: better than bird like they're they have yes. up, they're, they upgraded that too so things are certainly set up for cam to be better and he just doesn't think it's gonna happen
0: no i'm
1: actually well you
0: just hate cam no i'm in no no, no. i'm an advocate for the idea that cam will be better covid the offseason the talent around him he the fact that he can't be worse like all those factors are did you just wave somebody off out of screen?
1: No, it's my daughter. She's getting her uniform. I've got a game. Hi. A Hi, I'm Andy.
0: <laughs> um, I buy all you. those factors. I buy all those factors that he could be better. But the point isn't to be better, right? Isn't the point to solidify the quarterback position according
1: to the owner? Right, but here's what you want. You want you, uh, I want Mac I, Jones but, to be NFL ready like everybody okay, Well, I NFL think ready. I think I think that's what they want. I think they want Mac to, like that's the easiest thing. That's the easiest Perfect. solution. OK, but they're not going to force feed it. He's going to I mean, they're going to force feed him behind the scenes. They're giving him they're adjusting stuff in him right now, shoving it right. down his throat. Can he retain right. it? Can he can he process it? Can he go out there and do it? Well, he's going to have a, he's going to have a window when it actually matters. Not not this period of time where we get to see OTAs, not this mini camp, mandatory mini camp, which is garbage. And if you go back and look at your notes from mandatory mini camp over the last few years and maybe do some research on some other people who cover the beat. There have been some declarations made about mandatory minicamp and some of the players in mandatory minicamp that still to this day should blow your mind. Do, they still blow my mind. Like okay, just, an no, I'm not going to, because I'm not going to, I'm not, I am. This is the new and improved Mike GRD. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But so to me, all this stuff, he can ingest all this stuff. Instead have ingested all this stuff, they were perfectly happy with what Jared did in the offseason. I know there's this whole thing, like, what did he do? They talked to Cam. They decided, like, I don't know if Stidham's going to be ready, but he did everything they asked him to do, just like Max, probably going to do everything they asked him to do. If he's anything that we've been told he is, he's going to do everything they asked him to do, and then we'll see what he gets on the field in, in late July. Can, can, he, can he carry it over there? Can he make the most of his opportunities there? Because he's probably not going to get a ton early on. You know, it's going to be Cam. Cam, it's going it to be Stidham, but Stidham's still here. They're going to get some opportunities, and he's going to be on the second field. With whoever the assistant quarterbacks coach is, and do we do we even know who that is at this point? We the, the we guy for tra- the
0: Jets. Yeah, the guy, the guy, is the guy. Good. Oh, that's
1: right, that's right. Okay, but but has that even been declared? Like, did he no. get that? Yeah, see, that's no. the thing. Like, you you I mean, never we'll know. get a
0: media guide at some point in the next month or so,
1: and we'll get a media guide probably like day two of training camp. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> hey, he's the coach. Um, so yeah, I think that would be their best scenario: is that Matt comes in and takes it. So, I, the, but he's gonna have to take it.
0: I'm going to ask a question that I, on the surface is kind of stupid. Like I kind of know the, but is quarterback that much different than middle linebacker or cornerback? And, and I know it is like, you're a leader, you're the face, you have to do press. Like, I know that, but from a football sense, like shouldn't a really good middle linebacker named Gerard Mayo be prepared for, and then take the job of, yeah, I need you to lead this huddle. Be be the men of men. Sure. Um, Like, That's what he was trained for. Just like Mac Jones through the process at high school, Alabama, Nick Saban, combine senior bowl, wowing Jim Nagy. Isn't he similarly prepared for the quarterback job? Like, that's my point. Like why does he have to do anything any differently than what Gerard Mayo and Devin McCourty did back in the day at the quarterback position relative to his, or does he just have to be what they were at their positions?
1: No, I think he just has to be. No, I think he has to be what they were at their position. So I say this is my thing. So you should start. But okay, so here's my point. Do Do you believe that they are going to view September as an extension of camp? Um, probably. They're going to do what they always do. So yes, probably.
0: I mean, three preseason games, two joint practices, two weeks off between the last game. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. A new schedule here. Yes, I would. And a team that is completely rebuilt.
1: So why, then, would you rush the rookie quarterback? You just got led the picked. witness. What, well, why would you? Why But my is point. Rush? So this is my – again, I go rush. back to my point.
0: Don't say rush. No, don't say rush, though. You led the witness.
1: No, why it is. if you can – look, I, the, I think there are – and I think it's been proven, in my opinion, some waiting is good. Like – not everyone's going to be Pat Mahomes and go from, you know, not playing until the last week of the regular season and then becoming like the best quarterback in the league the following year. Right. But there is, I, I don't understand why, why is the, there has to be an urgency to have him start week one. I don't like, think Deshaun Watson started his first week either. He, no, they were going Tom Savage and then they oh, realized they couldn't protect Tom Savage and they had to get Tom Savage out of there. Also Tom Savage sucked. I but like he started pretty early. He did. Cause Tom Savage was a disaster. Right. You got sacked like nine times in this first like half of one game or something. And um, Newton could be declared a disaster area. They, don't, they didn't view it that way. I just – If they didn't view it that way, well, just answer me this. Are you going if to you, – If you look at September as an extension of the preseason and you think two and two – like if we're two and two, we're we're good. Like that's like obviously you'd rather be three and one or four and zero, oh, but like two and two, and and we're, the pieces are starting to come together. And Camp can be that placeholder, and he's okay, not great. He's not he's not forcing you to keep him in the lineup. Then why wouldn't you buy the extra month? But why would I?
0: If can if Mac Jones is the quarterback and Mac Jones is NFL ready and Mac Jones has impressed me on the practice field, in the meeting room, in the locker room, everything I'm asking him to be and do as the quarterback, which is what he was asked to be and do at Alabama, because the quarterback everywhere is the top dog.
1: Like, Absolutely. That's
0: how you work your way up. Then why would I not start him?
1: Because he's the future. We drafted him to – you didn't draft him The future him doesn't to the, have to be right at this very moment. It doesn't have to be September 12th. It can be October 15th, and it barely changes the calculus of everything
0: you've done. But if he impressed me with everything, what are we gaining by not playing him? other than experience which i happen to believe matters like he's going to have lumps i'm not going to say it's gonna be perfect but i also think he's on a football team that i believe thinks it's going to run the ball play defense not sling it around 38 times a game like sure. you know tom brady's back or anything right i mean can we agree on that like you're going to turn this way hand it off turn this way hand it off that's
1: short controlled passing game right which by he's the way deep I mean, shot.
0: stinks at <laughs> absolutely stinks at he took the best pass catching running back in football and just and like, made him useless yep right yep so, am I not making a good case for Mac Jones to start yeah
1: I, I'm not but see I think you're, you're getting the point like, like I'm arguing rush, with you rush Mac I'm gonna punch you when I see you next <laughs> in in your right in your suck hole. um I'm not arguing like I think if I think Mac can take the job he, but he's got to take the job if it's close I think cam starts I think cam gets the opportunity to prove like I said n- because there's some sort of weird loyalty there. How many times are you going to talk about it? There is a thing there. You can't deny that there's a thing there. I don't if, like the thing. If, again, people can't see me. If the gap between Mac and Cam is huge, then, then Mac's starting. But if and the I gap is... That. if it's, if but it's, you
0: also said... What earlier, if they're dead even? What if they're dead even? Well, but you also said earlier that some of it doesn't matter. Because what if the gap, to use your words, is up here between Mac and Cam and Stidham? And you told me it doesn't matter.
1: Stidham won't play. Stidham's in a terrible spot. He's in an absolutely terrible spot. I thought it was a meritocracy in New England. It's not how no, you. No, that's crap. And you know, it's crap. It's just like, they don't draft for need. There's all these things that have, been, that have been perpetuated through the media and maybe they were true at some point, but like 20 something years into this thing, that's not all true. It's just not all true. Like, okay, I'll, here just to go sidetrack here. Winovich last year, there are moments where you're like, why is he not on the field? Like, did he have a bad week of practice? Did Bill Mott like him doing the 98-5 interview? Sorry, guys, for mentioning the other place. Well, whatever. Like, that's yeah. – but, I mean, so, so, so then what's the point? Like, was he not a better option as an edge guy for you last year than running John Simon out there for 95% of the snaps? And John Simon, perfectly fine player, 50% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps. But you run him out there 95% of the snaps, he gets his ass kicked and he gets exposed. Like, what are we doing? If it's a meritocracy, I, I don't know. I think that I, I again, I don't believe the meritocracy is, exists. Okay, I don't. I don't. I, there were times. <laughs> hey, there were t- there were times over the last couple of years where, and I love the guy, Jason mccordy was playing, and you're like, yeah, he's not moving so great. He nope. stayed out there. He kept playing him. Kept playing him. Kept playing him. So you know, I think that, and I actually think as much as I love Patrick Chung in the second iteration. I think there were times where Patrick Chung was out there where he was so beat up. You're like, dude, what are you doing? Get him off the field. Like the guy is, he can't, he can't move. Like give him some time. Nope. Wouldn't do it. Yeah. I like your
0: McCourty comparison better because there's less of a track record. I think that's difficult to do with a guy like Patrick Chung. Like you've gotten everything you could out of him. He's giving you everything you asked for four years, five years, six years, seven years. You're fully invested.
1: Cam Newton. Bill has his guy. Bill has his guys. Yes. Yeah, but Cam Newton hasn't been here a year. Andy, Cam Newton is a Bill guy. Whether you like it or not, he's a Bill guy. I don't. Again, I don't think that that precludes him from going to Mac Jones at any point this season. But I'm just telling you, there's something there, and you can't deny it, and you're trying to deny it because it doesn't fit with your what's going on in your that big massive head of yours, and like with the spaces and the gaps and the rocks, like it's just a thing.
0: I just I don't know. I'm crushed. And
2: guess what? We, we get we can talk about this for how many more weeks and months? Because we haven't. I guess next week we'll see it for the first time for the both in the practice. Oh,
1: and yeah, let's make. I can't wait for the overreactions. Quick side note: Will just, we see it for the? How first? about if you punch me in the head for that when we I get on the? Hit. If we get on the hill, just knock me right down. Uh, I would like then, to. I would like, like to. Question. I would like to be out cold for that.
2: Will we? Will both those players be on the field next Thursday when we're there?
1: Well, will we? You be- to Cam and Mac? Yeah.
0: Will I be there? Are we even going to allow to have like full media access? I, I,
1: I, I, didn't. I thought we are.
0: Supposedly
2: was limited. Was the email limited. we got. And
1: I'm not so maybe yeah. one or, one of one of the two of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Well, we'll see how it goes. I thought you would... go
1: for hey, how about this? You go for me, <laughs> and then, and then, then I can
0: say it. dick on national TV.
1: See, that's not necessary. That is not necessary. He's in, he must be in a mood today. He is in the mood today. Is it? I, I, can I ask you a question? People, again, people can't see this. Is your room tangerine colored?
0: Uh, yeah, ask my wife.
1: <laughs> your wife's a lovely, lovely woman. No, just no on the tangerine.
0: I'll tell her. She's going to be disappointed because
1: I think she likes you. I, I just said she's a lovely woman. I, I, I enjoy your wife. I don't know why for the life of me she married you. But yes, hey. I, I, don't, I just don't know about the tangerine.
0: Okay, I'll pass that along.
1: That could be why you're in a weird place. I don't think I've ever seen you I don't know that I I don't know that I've ever seen you in the tangerine room. Yeah, this this is a
0: new recording place. Uh well I had there was nobody here, so I didn't have to go off into a side room since no one's home. (laughs) (laughs)
1: School and everything. (laughs) I know that is nice, isn't
0: it? We'll have to bring Mike back so
2: we can continue this debate when we actually seize up on the field and get a good grasp of where Mac yeah. Jones is compared to Cam Newton, and then you can. Now, now you're
1: rocking. He's rocking back and forth. He's a dis, he is a disaster yeah, yeah. today. And then and we, we cut Hey, can we cut out some of his parts, yeah, Ryan? Those are the best parts.
2: Yeah. What do you want me to cut
1: out? Most of it. Just cut out most of his parts. Just leave it to be you and me talking. You can <laughs> you Ryan. can like you can dub yourself in there. All right. Because Andy well, dominated the conversation as usual. We do. I agree. Do we, uh, we do need to keep track
0: though of what Mike brought up earlier that what will be the ridiculous reactionary oh comments God. and reports coming out of these mini camps and OTAs that Mike was too much of a
1: poussé to bring. Hey, excuse me. I believe before we came on the air, you were going to mention a certain tweet that somebody had about certain things happening to the defense, oh, the defense being turned over with Joe Williams as the centerpiece star. Yeah. 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 That one. We didn't have time. We've already gone like an hour and
0: we uh, have and and what did you tell me before this? It doesn't give to be too long. Short,
2: short's okay. I sorry. you know I
1: see he likes talking to me. Once we get going, we just keep going.
2: Right.
0: Uh, I like talking sports and football. That's why
2: I do. No, what I think do. that was some some good debates. I mean, you had you just rehashed the points maybe a little too much. Then oh, shut up! <laughs>
1: <laughs> All,
2: right. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we'll let Mike go and uh, we'll be back probably next week to preview OTAs.
1: It's fantastic! Can't wait for the OTA preview.
2: Yes. All right, bye-bye.